ever look outside your window at the people walking by and wonder what it would be like to kill them or have something bad happen to them? No? Me neither. Well, maybe sometimes. It's thoughts like that that make people worry about me. Everyone thinks about what it would be like to kill someone. They just don't like admitting it. I live alone, which is a topic of grave concern to anyone who knows me. Because if I have a bad day and I'm alone, there is no knowing what I might do. It was my mother that told me to go to a therapy group for suicidal young people. And I only agreed to go to get her off my back. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for being here. It wasn't exactly a choice. It never is. Take a seat. That's when I saw her. She was sat across from me and looked just as happy to be there as I did. Her name was Grace. She had the best Scottish accent I'd ever heard. Do you want to grab a drink sometime? Me? Uh... Please say yes. Sure. Great. I hope she knows that by drink, I meant a date. I've always known I liked girls, even before I knew what being gay meant. I fancied Barbie growing up. I'd tell my parents I wanted her to be my girlfriend, and they thought it was cute. They didn't realise I meant the sort of girlfriend I could love the way my mother and father love each other. I didn't know if Grace was gay or just being polite, but she said yes, and that's what mattered. We went to a bar. It was a gay bar. That's not why I took her there. It was also my favourite bar, but I thought it might make my intentions clearer just in case she thought it was a drink among friends. I've never been here before. What do you think of it? I like it. It's a gay bar, isn't it? Yeah. Is that okay? Sure. Can I ask, are you... Gay. I've never labelled myself as gay, so I'm not sure. I just like people. Man, woman, non-binary, trans, it doesn't matter to me. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. Let me get you a drink. Actually, let's do some shots. We did shots. Lots of shots. Too many shots. We woke up in bed. Together. It was an awkward morning because neither of us could remember exactly what had happened when we'd left the bar. <laughs> morning. Morning. Have you got cornflakes? I don't think so. Were you expecting a relationship to come from this? Like a, a proper one with commitment and communication and stuff? It was obvious from that question that she didn't want that, so I said no. I lied. The truth is, I really liked her. I didn't go to the next few meetings. I felt weird being around her. She came to my flat. 
You haven't been at the meetings. Nope. I was getting worried. I'm fine. Are you avoiding me? No. Have I done something? No. I'm just not sure those meetings are right for me. I just want some time alone. Right. Shall I go then? I think you should. When I asked if you were expecting a relationship, you were, weren't you? That doesn't matter now. It's not that I don't like you. It's fine, Grace. I'm just not in the right place to bring someone else into my life. I don't care. <laughs> Ouch. Okay, then. Like I said, I just want some alone time. Well, you've got my number, so just call me if you want to chat or anything. Sure. Faith. I'm fine. I have a habit of doing that. Pushing people away. It's a bipolar thing. I was diagnosed a few years ago. When I'm manic, I act impulsively. I say things I don't mean. I spend money I don't have. And I put myself in dangerous situations. The manic highs are normally followed by the downs and the depression, which is when I tend to push away the things that are good for me. Maybe it seemed sudden to Grace, but I didn't want her to see me like this. I spent the day in bed. I couldn't eat. All I wanted to do was sleep, so I slept for nearly three days. When the depressed fog finally cleared, I checked my phone. I had 14 missed calls from my parents and Grace. Most of them were from Grace. Hey, Faith. I haven't heard from you in a while, and uh, you seemed sad when I last saw you. <sighs> if you were pushing me away, then that's okay. I, I get it, but please don't do anything stupid. You don't have to call me back if you don't want to, but just text me to let me know if you're okay. You don't even need to put anything in it, just you can send me a blank one. I'm sorry if I said something wrong or if there was something I missed that I should have seen but you're really cool and I like you and I just want to make sure that you're okay so let me know. Sometimes you finally meet someone that knows exactly what to say. I'd never met anyone like that before Grace. I forced myself to have a shower, get dressed, brush my hair. I even put on some mascara. I went to the therapy group. Welcome back, Faith. Take a seat. Grace wasn't there. She's normally early. I got nervous. Just as the meeting started, she walked through the door and sat next to me. She smiled when she saw me, and I couldn't stop myself from smiling back. We spoke after the meeting. It's good to see you. You too. I'm glad you're okay. I'm sorry. About before. Was it me? No. I was depressed. I'm bipolar. It's not something I can help. Okay. It can make things harder to manage. So, what do you need? No one's ever asked me that before. Do you want to go out for a drink again this weekend? I'm not sure that would be a good idea. You're right. Uh, how about a coffee? Just... Two friends, having a coffee. Coffee would be nice. If you're lucky, I might buy you a slice of cake. Deal. It felt nice to talk to someone that actually wanted to listen. 
she sometimes thinks about hurting people too. It's nice that we can think about doing things like that together. Figuratively. Obviously. Utterly Hopeless. Episode 7. Faith. The voice of Faith was Taylor Jane Eldred. The voice of Grace was Lorna Panton. The voice of Therapy Leader was Julie Broadbent. The music was composed by Maddie Irvine. It was written, directed, and edited by Ella Muscroft and is a Loud Voices Silent Streets production. <laughs>